What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. I am Ian Levanza. Hey, y'all. This is your girl, Latoya Luckett. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. The Swag Award. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Singer Mario is all grown up. He joins us this weekend to talk about life, love, and working on empire plus way back during slavery time her ancestor learned bricklaying now her family has one of the oldest black-owned construction companies in the country we're talking to cheryl mckissick it's cafe mocha we've been celebrating women's history month by spotlighting women who are doing great things just throughout life and one of those women is cheryl mckissick uh, she's part of McKissick and McKissick Construction, established in 1905. Is that right, Cheryl? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of right. That was like when we established, but we go back before that. Really? Well, tell us we about go the back to 1790. 1790. Wow. Yes, I am fifth generation in this business. Um, the first descendant of our family came here to the United States as a slave and was taught the trade of making bricks. And he was given his name Moses McKissick, and for us, he's Moses McKissick I. Um, His son was a master carpenter, Moses McKissick II. And then his son's son was Moses McKissick III, who was the first black licensed architect in America. And that is my grandfather. Unbelievable. NBC News did a big story about women in construction. Why is this a growing field for women? Well, we're focused on it now. Um, Women pay attention to detail. Right. And construction is all about detail. And so women are beginning to understand that they can build wealth in this industry. And that's why I believe that women are coming by droves to to the construction industry. But we want to keep them there uh, because it's not easy. It's not easy work. Mm. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Cheryl McKissick, um, a century-old firm. I want to go back because it, it, since the 1700s, right. your family's business has been in business. What do you think is the key to making this, because businesses don't last like that, that are, especially are African-American. Exactly. Um, well, uh, for for me, it was my parents. Um, they were very clear on what school I was going to and what I was going to study. Um, it was all about <laughs> STEM, which I'm so glad to see is important um, in our country. But my parents made it perfectly clear you know, you are going to do well in, in math and in the science. And then when we decided that we were ready to go to college, uh, my father would say all the time, you can go to college anywhere you want, in the country, in the world, but the only school I'm paying for is Howard University. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daddy was funny. And, and Howard was was terrific for my sister and I. Um, Howard 
you know, gave us a sense of who we are as black people in America and what we can and can't do, which we don't see on TV. You know, we don't see that, you know, black Americans have achieved in all areas. And whether it's, you know, um, uh, astrophysics, whether it's, you know, the first African-American black palette, we achieve in all areas. And our country and our people especially don't know that. Hmm. And so it starts with identity, understanding who we are as people, oh. and not letting the outside world define us. Well, this is a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing, uh, nothing without a woman <laughs> or a girl. How are you dealing with the sexism and the, uh, how are you dealing with the racism and the sexism in this male-dominated war- field? Well, I'm rolling with the sexism. <laughs> so the <laughs> Some sexy men out there working, huh? Uh, well, first of all, you know, I'm a black woman, so I keep it, I keep it real. Um, number two. You know, sexism, I am a woman, and I don't try and play that down, but I make sure that I'm qualified when I step into a room to Mm -hmm. deal with any situation. I know my boundaries. I keep my boundaries up front so people know. And, you know, when people cross over them, I let them know. Um, And that, that comes from a strong background from my mother, who not only was a mother, great mother, but a mentor. Um, she taught us a lot about just being comfortable within yourself, with who you are, no matter where you are. And then she would take us places and have us play out that role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was um, the Green Book's a big, a big movie right now, and one of the things that I found out is that throughout history, a lot of those places where African Americans stopped those hotels, those homes. They've been torn down. They've been paved over. As African-Americans, how do we save those treasures? I mean, you're in construction, and of course we want the big, beautiful buildings, and we want the nice, fancy stuff, but we also want to find ways to preserve those treasures. What do we have to do as a community to to push to save some of our old uh, buildings and establishments? I am so glad that you are bringing that up. You know, um, we can do this, and we have the expertise. We have the money. We can do this. You know, I think it starts uh, with a few good projects and creating a model around preserving who we are as black people in America. McKissick and McKissick, we like to think that we've documented our experience. Um, My grandfather built the Tuskegee Air Force Base, Mm. uh, where the Tuskegee Airmen flew from, and Eleanor Roosevelt was a visitor there. Carnegie Library at Fisk University. We've left our mark on 26 colleges, African-American colleges and universities. And so... Now it's a, it's a matter of preserving that, like you're saying. And, you know, it's not easy because there are forces out there who have minimized who we are and have gotten rid of a lot of our landmarks. If we think about the, uh, the black medical colleges, there used to be over mm. 10, 15 medical colleges out there. We're down to probably four. 
Mm. That wasn't that was not just, you know, happened by happenstance. That that happened by a plan. And so to bring that up to today I think is very important and we need to look to our investment bankers. Um, we need to do P3s around these type projects and bring them back to life. I agree. Um, tell us about the work that your company is doing at JFK. So at JFK, um, we are program managers for consortium of the Carlisle Group, Magic Johnson, and Loop Capital that's founded by Jim Reynolds. And it is a seven to eight billion dollar new terminal uh, for four airlines. And it is the largest project that is in that will that's taking place in the country. Mm. And so we are very excited about that. We are there because the governor of New York and the state of New York is very progressive around MWBE. And they are going to make sure that 30% of all of that work, including concessions and ancillary type consultants, are involved at a level at a minimum of 30%. And so this this project is going to set a precedent for the country. What? Who's going to fix LaGuardia? That's what I want to know. <laughs> LaGuardia is being fixed right now. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a mess, but just give it one more year. Oh, my God. Um, and LaGuardia okay. is, I'm is trusting going you. to be a, a world-class airport. <laughs> you know, I love seeing well women. Underway. I love seeing women who are, you know, dressed in their construction gear you know, because although it is a man's job, seeing women, you know, take on that load, you know, there's just something about, like you said, the technique, the defined lines that women like to um, display. And and I, I just, you know, it's such a it's such a hard working field and women are really doing some major things since construction. So kudos to your company and all that you are doing. It's glad to see a woman up front. What advice would you give to a woman, Cheryl, um, to get into construction? First, there's so many areas of construction that a woman could be involved. A woman can be a a skilled worker out on a construction site actually doing the construction. And let me tell you, ladies, those are the ones who are in combat, okay? (laughs) They are side by side with men that don't want them there. But they persevere. And, I mean, there are so many stories of these women who have earned income to take care of their family right on a construction site, uh, going up steps, you know, metal steps, going up elevators, going, I mean, it's unbelievable what they have to do on those sites. But they persevere and they get it done and they do it with quality. So that's one area, but then there's all the other areas. There's the professional side of construction. There's there's architecture. There's engineering. You know, there's HR. There's business. There there's finance. Construction builds wealth in a, several different areas. Good to know. It is Cafe Mocha on the line with Cheryl McKissick of McKissick and McKissick Construction. 
established in 1905, but started way, way, way back with Moses McKissick <laughs> in the 1700s. Wow. 1790. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your story and for fixing JFK. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And all the ladies stay layered up (laughs) in the the era of the woman. Right. They layered up. Thank you, Cheryl. (laughs) Will do. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay. On the line, you know him as a singer, an actor. We just love them, Yo-Yo, don't we? Yes, we do. Give it up to Mario. <laughs> and I love y'all back. I love y'all back. Listen, I know it's been a minute. Yes, it has. The love is still real. Mm-hmm. And it's still raw. And it's still here, baby. So I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you. Well, we're so excited because you are now on the Fox series Empire as Devin. You did. Nah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a cool time right now, man. I just released the album. It's feeling amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, before we go to the album, let's talk about this yeah. new this new role that you have. Tell us about how did you get this role on Empire? Um, we've been in talks with them for a minute. I'm really good friends with some of the writers and some of the people that like work behind the scenes and uh I think, you know, divine timing to be honest, but um they they brought up this character to me and my management, Devon. You know, I feel like his humble beginnings I can relate to, you know, him being from the inner city taking care of his sick sister who, uh, you know, he loves so much. They, they, they both lost their, their, their parents. And, you know, this music opportunity is an opportunity for him to change their lives forever. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially with the digital crusade age where people are like, you know, you, you can record in your backyard or in, in, your, in your basement and, you know, pop off on the Internet and, you know, your life can be changed. So I think that his character is going to relate to a lot of different people. And also his challenge of, like, deciding whether he wants to go with Empire or he wants to go with the Lions management now who are pretty much starting over it. You know, these decisions and the morality factor that comes in between in between that decision as well. Okay, Mario, a.k.a. Devon, how does this change your career path? <laughs> um, you know, I think it just furthers, you know, my uh, relationship with my fans in terms of what they expect from me. You know, a lot of my fans have seen Films I've done in the past, like, you know, Freedom Riders and Step Up, and they always ask, like, are you going to get back on the big screen again? We, you know, what are you going to do? What do you love more, music or film? And now I get to kind of marry those two worlds. Um, but there's a lot of things that I'm passionate about when it comes to creativity, writing. I have a lot of scripts I've been writing lately and just really diving into the more creative side of myself. And um, so I think, if anything, it just gives me more opportunities to make more relationships in the film and TV world to uh, continue to further my creative expression. This season of Fox, Devon, what can we expect from your character? Man, you know, I wish I knew all of the details for the next, like, couple of episodes, but <laughs> right. I only shot, like, three episodes, but I can tell you that, you know, he has, like I said, some big decisions to make. You know, I know that things are getting really, really heated up in the Lions world, and they're, you know, they're trying to make a strong comeback and get their empire back. And You know, he's kind of caught in the middle of some of this, you know what I'm saying? Because he's He's coming. He's this innocent dude coming from like, you know. I said, like I said, humble beginnings, thrown into this conglomerate, and you know he has to make some real decisions. And you can just expect amazing music. Honestly, I, I recorded a song the other day, not the first song that was just released, uh, but there's another song coming out that I absolutely love. It's like a super dope R&B song. So not only are you getting 
the acting side and, and the character and falling in love with his story, but the music in itself is where, you know, my fans will be able to enjoy, you know, good R&B. So you tell us about yes. your new album, Mario. Yes, Dancing Shadows. Um, this album is a long time in the making. Um, you know, the process of creating the album, it's, it, there were so many different uh, dimensions of creating it. Like when I first started, I would say what you're hearing on this album, I started about a year and a half ago. Before that, I was just like jumping in the studio with this producer, that producer, that, you know, and everybody's like, oh, we want to give you the next Let Me Love You. We want to give you the next Breakup. We want to give you the next. But I'm just like, no, no, no. This is a whole new vibe. I need what's right now. Mm-hmm. You know, just not in terms of sonically what's out there, but who I am, what I represent, what the culture needs, who I am, where I come from, like the things that matter and that's going to connect my fans to me in a different way. You know, um, not chasing success I have in the past because you guys are going to mm-hmm. fail. You can't recreate those moments. Mm-hmm. All we can do is create new moments. And I think, like, you know, when you asked me last time, was the pressure? There's a lot of pressure in being an artist and working with, like, you know, whether it be new producers, because these people, sometimes they're fans and they're like, yo, we want to create the next this. Right. We want to recreate that. And it's like, I'm trying to get them to understand. When Michael Jackson and Quincy went in the studio, they didn't think about creating what came before. They were like, what are we doing now? Mm-hmm. How do we raise the bar now? So I had to leave the country. I, I went to London. I worked for about six months in London with mm-hmm. uh, Jake Gosling, who I met at a DMG event in mm-hmm. London like months before. And he comes from a completely different world than I do. He comes from, he's from York. He, he's, you know, super musical alternative guy, plays every instrument. You know, I'm this young kid from Baltimore, soulful voice. I play drums. I got an ear for music. So we just kind of merged our world. I talked to him about growing up in Baltimore, growing up in the industry, and we just created music that we felt like the world needed. You know, when Marvin left America and went to London and, and did what's going on, emerging mercy me, like, I feel like I'm in that, I was in that space, like, looking at what's going on in America. Like, when I go overseas, like, these people, like, they look at us like, are you guys okay? Right. Is everything okay back? Like, and I'm, you know, and I'm telling them these stories and we're like, you know, using that as a platform to create some of these songs, like Good Times and What You Started, like when people get later into the album after the more traditional R&B stuff. So this album, Dance in Shadows, really is me like peeling back the layers of myself as a person, as a young man, and as a black man growing up in America as an R&B artist and figuring out his, 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 um, his story and like his, um, his language and music again. Right. That's what that's a shadow represents for me overall. Wow. What else yeah, is going to go let on? Let us with into you? your personal life. Well, personally, you know, I'm trying to balance, you know, my dating life and having a dating life. And it's, it's, it's tough, you know, because I meet a lot of amazing women and, and not just amazing physically, but like I'm at a point in my life where things that used to be important to me aren't, you know, so what's more important to me now is, you know, motivating people, the conversation, you know, the, you know, giving back to my community and I've been attracting more women like that. And I think that that's like, it shows me my reflection of what, I, what I'm reflecting back to the world. Mm-hmm. And um, it's beautiful to see that. So it's, it's, my dating life is getting really interesting and exciting now because it's more of like a mental, spiritual thing than it is just physical, mm-hmm. which, you know, that and when you get to that space, it, it, it becomes more meaningful. What but, advice could you give to sisters about, yeah. you know, Picking the right guy or or, right. or keeping a guy interested, some type of advice. Yes. What is it that you like from a woman? Me, personally, I find it interesting when 
a woman is so focused on her goals and like really finding out who she is as a woman, like really learning the, cause I think that women don't get a chance often, especially as young girls to really enjoy being a woman mm-hmm. or a young woman, mm-hmm. you know, the pressures of being a woman in today's society, you know, a black and a black woman as that, you know, uh, on top of that. So, you know, I would say the young girls like do not look at social media as a platform or a blueprint to building your character or building your, your personal space and who you are as a, as a, as a young lady. You know, focus on the things that interest you, whether it be art or music or, you know, the things that really make you who you are as a person. When you're sitting at home and you're by yourself, there's no phone, there's no nothing. Who are you? That's the person that you need to get in touch with. And when you get in touch with that person and you start to love that person, you'll attract someone who can appreciate that. The album is called Dance in Shadows. He also plays Devon on the Fox series Empire. It's been a great conversation with Mario. How can we keep in contact with you, Mario? Um, social media, uh, Mario Worldwide uh, on Instagram. Um, oh, yes, Mario on Twitter. Uh, Facebook backslash Mario. Um, and I have an app that just came out. We're doing some improvements on it, but it's like strictly for my core fans. Um, and it's the fan app. You can actually go on my Instagram, and I'll be have I'll have a link from there. You can check out the app, and uh, yeah, I'll be posting more about that on my G- IG as well. All right, thank yes. you so much, Mario, thank for you, stepping Mario. in the Cafe Mocha. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. I'm Angelique with the Espresso. Crazy photos of Wendy Williams popped up on the internet. The headline was, poor, lonely Wendy needs a hug. Then it said she looked frail. She was uh, by herself, by herself. And she was wearing a robe. Yup, a Wendy show robe underneath. I had on leggings. It was four o'clock in the morning in Elin, New York. What do you want me to wear, a ball gown? Wendy says it was just a camping trip. Comedian Lunell is furious that the man who once tried to prosecute O.J. Simpson for murder is now defending Nipsey Hussle's killer. She went off on TMZ. Let him get the same white, raggedy public defender that everybody down in my neighborhood gets. Let him get the same one that everybody gets. Who's paying you, Christopher Darden? Who's paying you? That's the question. Taraji P. Henson stars as Ann Atwater, an activist who formed a friendship with a Klansman to desegregate a school system. It's a testament of how hate is taught, and it can also be unlearned. Um, every human wants love, and the way and how they find themselves in these hate groups is because they're looking for love. The Best of Enemies in theaters now. The Espresso is brought to you by the all-new RAV4 Hybrid, the most powerful RAV4. Toyota, let's go places. Hang on to your seat and adjust the volume. It's time for the Mocha Mix. Ten minutes of pure mocha. Right about now. Now. It's DJ Miss ID. She passes by and sings. 
Mocha Mix. Mocha Mix. On Cafe Mocha. I'll need to see some ID.
This is how we roll. It's the We're Mocha Mix. On, keeping strong. some ID. with DJ Miss ID. Remember, if you miss any part of the show, just go to wherever you download your apps. Download the free Cafe Mocha radio app. Click on podcasts and you can listen on demand. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Ready for action, nip it in the bud, we never relaxing. Outcast is everlasting, not clashing, not at all. But see, my n went to do a little acting. Now that's for anyone asking. Give me one and pass them. Drip, drip, drop, there it goes an orgasm. Now you coming out the side of your face, be tapping right into your memory banks. Thanks. So click at the ticket, let's see your seatbelt fasting. Trunk rattling, like two midgets in the back seat rattling. Speaker box vibrate the tag, make it sound like aluminum cans in a bag. But I know y'all wanted that 808, can you feel that BASS bass? But I know y'all wanted that 808, can you feel that BASS I like the way Silent, the girls all pause with glee. 
Turning left, turning right, are they looking at me? Well, I was looking at them, they're there on the dance floor. Now they got me in the middle, feeling like a man. Especially the big girl, big girls need love too, no discrimination here, squirrel. So keep your hands off my cheeks, let me study how you ride the beat, you big freak. Skinny, slim women got the so within them, you can them, lift them, bend them, give them something to remember. Hell out timber when you fall through the chop shop. Take a deep breath and exhale, your ex-male friend, boyfriend was born as hell. Well, let me listen to the story you tell, and we can make moves like a person in jail. On the low, on the low. Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.